Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey guys, it's Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Love our shows this week. Oh my goodness. Love my job. Love Jesus. It's just a good day. Um, I I want to uh, not, not introduce. That's not the right word. We've already done one show, so my, my brain is a little, you know, crazy. Um, make an announcement. July 16th will be my next book release. I cannot even believe it. You guys gangster prayer, gangster prayer. Now I know what you're thinking. Why did she name it gangster prayer? Well, you're going to have to pick up the book and find out. Um, it is, it is one of the great joys of my life to write this book. And, um, one of the most powerful things that God, uh, did in me was teach me to pray. And, um, I'm telling you what, all of the little things that, that God has taught me over the years are included in this book. And he taught me, of course, through his word and through his spirit. I cannot wait to release this, to get this in your hands Um, just so you guys, um, you know, can, can, can read about prayer. I think one of the things that, um, is just so striking in our world today is, you know, we complain about politics or, you know, whatever it is, the world is, is going downhill or whatever it is. And, um, it's because we need to pray. Um, so I, I put a lot of this, my heart into this book. We will of course talk about it closer to the release date, but I want to let you know that this is coming. This is something that I have prayed for, for years. And, um, I just know that the contents and are going to challenge and going to bless you just the same way that they did me. So look for it. This is also an amazing tool that you can do with your small group or whatever. Um, we absolutely would love for you to pick it up for your small group, um, and go through it together. I want to talk today about worry, worry. Title of my show today is how's that worry working for you? How's it working for you? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very normal in conversation when, um, things do not go as planned for someone to worry. Okay. Um, worry is a part of our culture. It's part of our world. I mean, the Bible talks about it multiple times in the scripture, um, worry, anxiety, do not fear, you know, those types of things. And I I mean, just to be very personally honest with you, several weeks ago, I felt myself being very weighed down with worry. I would not say I was scared. I wouldn't say that fear was the problem in the moment. Um, I, I, I was just simply heavy for worry. There were several things happening in my family, in my extended family's health, 
um, on my team. We could we can definitely feel like we are getting ready to release a book about gangster prayer um, because Satan makes us pay for any victory that we have. So I, I can see the ripple effect through my team. Um, one of my kids had a had a health scare and I just I remember just wearing it. It was almost like I was just heavy. There was a heavy presence on me and I knew it was because I was concerned about so many things. I got up early and um, I, I I tend to get up very early to have my quiet time because my son wakes up at 630 and he's like, hi, mom, you know, ready to play or, you know, eat, eat Cheerios or something like that. Um, I felt myself just need communication with the Lord. And I woke up and it was, it was super early, just, just heavy, almost like my soul was just really heavy. And I came to, I opened up, uh, it's actually really funny. God is so funny. Um, I woke up and turned right to this passage of scripture um, that will be familiar. I want you to listen to the end of the show because I have sort of a twist on this story that I don't know that you are going to be expecting. Luke 10 says this, Now, as they were traveling along, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted. With all her preparations, she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. Lord, tell her to help me. Tell her to do something. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I read those words, that that tiny little story that has been preached upside down, sideways, you know, backwards, forwards over um, the generations so many times I myself have heard that story. It's almost like sometimes I skip over that story because I'm like, I've heard it so many times. Like, what else could God say to me through this story? But on a day that I desperately needed the Lord to comfort and for my myself to surrender was the most beautiful sort of collision of my will and God's word. When God spoke to Martha, when she was running around and she was distracted, she was worried. She wasn't scared. She wasn't fearful. She was just heavy with the different um, uh, plans of the day, of the preparations of the food. It was like one thing or another. It was, it's it's taking your kids to soccer practice and, and making sure that you, you get them there at five o'clock, but also getting dinner on at the same time while you're also worried about putting the little ones to bed, while you're also worried about, um, you know, being a wife to your husband who you haven't really talked 
talk to um, in, in the last couple of days because you've been so busy. It's, it's, it's getting a phone call on the way to that soccer practice that your dad's in the hospital and they don't know what's happening to him. It's, it's uh, uh, realizing that before you drop your kids off at soccer practice, you're out of milk because you, you, you totally forgot in the busyness of the day to go pick it up. And then you get a call from someone that you work with where their family member is in the hospital, worried, weighed down, distracted by heavy, by so many things. You're wearing them as if they are a cloak. And that's what I was doing that morning. And when I read those precious words, it was as if God could have said to me, Autumn. And he was. Autumn. You know, sometimes when you talk to your children and you, um, I do this, when I want to say something to them, not in uh, like I'm yelling at them because they've done something wrong, in a tender, corrective, beautifully patient way, I'll grab their face and I'll put their face in my hands and sometimes I'll like, you know, take my fingers and run it through their hair, depending on which child it is. And I'll get it, I'll cut their face in my hand and I'll, I'll say, Grace, Grace, honey. And I'll tell her what I need to tell her. That morning, it was as if God himself was cupping his hand, my face in his hands and saying, Autumn, Autumn, you are worried about so many things. As soon as he said that, my immediate response was, you're right. You're right. Because sometimes we have to understand that the things that weigh us down, the things that worry us are 100% legitimate things, first and foremost. God knows that he made us flesh. He did not make us a God. He made us flesh. And when we feel ourselves weighed down with so many things, no matter what it is, the soccer practice, the baseball game, what is your son going to hit when he gets up to the plate, which was my worry last night. Oh, God, help him hit the ball. You know what I'm saying? When we're worried and we're weighed down by so many things, there is a lack of understanding that there is something greater. That we can thrust these cares of the world upon. Our distractions become our idol and we're actually worshiping things um, because we're thinking about them more than we're thinking about the God that has already sorted them out. What God told me that morning when I was I was with him in the intimacy of the rawness of my 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 soul was I have already worked these things out. I already know what's going to happen here. I already know the diagnosis here. I already know the end road. You are just looking at the beginning of some of these journeys, but I have already figured them out. So rather than you worrying and running around and your soul being um, um, uh, just out of sorts, release it. And that's what Jesus told Martha. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried about so many things, but Only one thing is necessary. We think that getting the kid to soccer practice is necessary. We think that worrying about the phone call that we just received is necessary. These things are so 
heavy and they weigh us down. And we believe that they are actually more important than sitting at Jesus's feet. Um, But what Jesus says is this, for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. When I got up that morning, I was frustrated and, and, and I um, was worried and heavy laden and, um, and just overwhelmed. What I needed is exactly what I did, but I should have done it a couple days earlier and taken all of these things to the Lord and sat there. Because from that moment, when God cupped my face in his hands and said, Autumn, I'm you are so worried. Release it. One thing is necessary. Sitting here with me. When I left my couch that morning to go deal with the things that I had to deal with in my day, I wasn't wearing the worry anymore. Because the power of the presence of the Spirit of God overwhelmed me and shined light and perspective on the things that I was carrying And bid me release it to him. And you know what? This is a couple weeks later and I can say um, that almost everything that I was worried about that day has, in fact, been taken care of. Um, And God has, in fact, moved. I want to focus in on Martha and the remainder of the show today because I just feel like this is never talked about, you guys. I actually have never heard a sermon uh, about this. Um, but it was that moment when I was sitting there in the mor- in that morning overwhelmed. And God reminded me of the Martha that was distracted. And then he showed me the Martha that listened and heeded his voice and heeded his correction about, listen, you need to sit here at my feet. The transformation that happened in Martha with Mary preparing Jesus dinner to when Martha and Mary's, guess what? Brother Lazarus died. There was a major transformation between that Martha earlier and the Martha that is trying to deal with the death of her brother, Lazarus. I want to talk to you about getting the power of releasing the worry. You know, sometimes Martha was distracted about a meal But God wanted her when she was distracted and worried about a meal to get the concept that the thing that is going to remain, the thing that is going to bring you strength, the thing that is going to be your perspective is sitting at my feet, communing with me, talking to me, getting to know what I have to say, being in relationship with the spirit, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. That is the thing that's going to remain. And that is the thing that's going to carry you through something that is coming that may be worse. Now, I'm going to try to communicate this 
Oh, Lord, help me. Sometimes we get so caught up in the smaller things like the soccer practice and and, and um, the, the fact that we're out of milk or whatever it is, the fact that we're just plain exhausted. But what we don't understand is when we're worried about those things, we're not sitting at Jesus' feet and we're not training ourselves to release those worries, those smaller worries to the Lord. When something greater comes along, like... Martha had her brother die on her, we will completely unravel and fall apart. The thing that was to remain in Mary was the communication with the spirit that God knew that Mary and Martha both needed when it came time for Lazarus to pass away. I want to show you, this is so good, y'all. I want to show you the transformation that happened And Martha, because she heeded the correction of the Lord. I want to show you this. I am actually obsessed with this. I think I might speak on this at my next speaking engagement. I I just really feel like this is such a word for right now. I want to uh, back up if you've never heard the story of um, the death of Lazarus. uh, Mary and Martha were Lazarus' sisters, okay? And at this point in John, like, Jesus and Mary and Martha, like, they were super-duper tight, okay? They were like best buds. They uh, uh, Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, okay? This is what happens. I'm going to go to John 11. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the the village of Mary and her sister, Martha, it was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent word to Jesus. They've sat at his feet. They've hung out with Jesus at this point. It's very clear. That's not the first meeting. Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. But Jesus heard this and he said, the sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of the Lord so that the son of God may be glorified. I could uh, talk for days about that verse, but I got to move on. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he had heard the man was sick, he then stayed two days longer, which, you know, not cool, Jesus. Why did you do that? In the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea. Again, the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were about, were seeking you to stone you. You're going to go there again. And of course, he says to them in John eleven eleven. then he said, after that, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. Jesus at this point knew that Lazarus had passed away. The disciples then said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. And Jesus gets like, like he gets a little gangster. He looks straight at him and he's like, Lazarus is dead people. Like, wake up. He's not asleep. He's dead. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Verse 15 says this. And I'm glad. I'm glad for your sakes that I wasn't there so that you may believe. But let us go to him now. Um, let me make sure I get this right verse 18 hang with me here it's so powerful john eleven eighteen 18 says this now bethany was near jerusalem about two miles off and many of the jews had come to martha and mary to console them concerning their brother martha therefore when she heard martha this is not mary okay 
This is not Mary running after him. Mary, you remember Mary? She was the chick that was sitting at the feet. The only one thing remained and she was doing everything right. And she was perfect. And congratulations to her gold star for the spiritual day. Okay. This is not Mary that runs out to greet Jesus. This is not Mary. Just get it right. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. But guess who stayed home to deal with the arrangements? But Mary stayed at the house. Martha, when she saw Jesus, Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, here we see Martha. She has completely, um, uh, she knows what Jesus can do. Okay. She spent some time with Jesus. She sat at his feet a little bit. So she runs out because she knows the power. They'd already sent word to Jesus and Jesus was like, okay, guys, Lazarus is sick. We're going to hang out here two more days. We're going to stay at the Ramada, um, knowing in his head that he's going to go resurrected from the dead. I just find it so interesting that Martha is the one that ran out to him after he corrected her from her worry. And she said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. This is the, 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 the astounding, stubborn faith that we see in Martha in this passage, okay? Even now, verse 22 says this, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. What happened to Martha, who's busy with the forks and the knives and the spoons? What happened to her? She'd sat at Jesus' feet. And when she sat at Jesus' feet, she realized that there are things that are more powerful than the worries, the things that distract us, the practices, even the phone calls that are rough. She learned at Jesus' feet that when anything happens in our lives that can shake us, he is the place to run to. He is the place to go. She learned that there is power at the feet of Jesus. She learned that even power that, that can resurrect a person's life is found at the feet of Jesus. So her words were astonishing. Even now, she says to Jesus, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give her. And this is Jesus's response to her. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And just a few short verses later, Jesus is standing at the tomb of Lazarus. And he says to Lazarus, 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 come forth. And guess who comes forth? I think it's almost amazing that he calls Lazarus uh, a couple of times um, in, in, uh, the calling of the name to me, just, just, he calls Martha out by name. He calls Lazarus out by name. it, it, It boggles my mind, but that's for another day. I want you to understand that the things that are wearing you down, they may look small, but if you do not release those things to the Lord, sit at Jesus feet, gain some faith endurance, gain some power endurance through the indwelling of the Holy spirit. When a Lazarus situation comes upon you, upon your home, upon your situation, upon your finances, upon your marriage, upon your children, you will fall apart. But if you spent time there like Martha did, there is an understanding that no matter what happens, I can release it 
and not worry about it to a God that is almighty, that can do anything. I love that Jesus' response was your brother will rise again. Your brother will rise again. I just wonder today, how's that worry working for you? Um, that morning, I told you, I told you this was going to take a little turn. Um, I, that morning I just kind of sat in, you know, some of the things that were bigger that I was concerned about, um, that day, but, um, none of them so big as Lazarus dying. And I sat sort of in the correction of the moment and just had to repent. I mean, sometimes we just need to say, Lord, forgive me for thinking that my, 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 my issues of today are greater than your power. I sat there and just said, you know what, God, forgive me. Take this from me. Come into all these 15 situations that I've been praying about. Spirit, show up. I'm releasing control of all of them to you. And left that situation stronger than when I was carrying it a half hour, 45 minutes before. I wonder if this is you today. Do you worry too much, mom? Do you worry too much, mom? About those kids, what they're doing when they don't text you back? Do you worry too much, dad, about those finances? Do you worry too much about that doctor's report? worry too much about how your boss looks at you. Does he like you? Does he not? Does she like me? Does she not? Spend some time at Jesus' feet. Spend some time right there. Growing in your power based on what his word says about you. Growing in your confidence that he works on your behalf, growing in your strength. Because when a Lazarus situation comes into your life, you'll remember the posture that brought you stability in the smaller things. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. I'm praying for you. And I will see you right back here tomorrow on The Automat Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.